This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, good afternoon. It is our open lines, open ideas program here on KGMI. It's KGMI Connects, and we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. Whatever's on your mind, whatever your opinion, this is where you come to tell us all about it. And we'll let you tell it. We'll actually let you say it. We won't shout you down and hang up on you. Unless that's what you want. If you want that, then say right up front. Shout me down and hang up on me. I'll, I'll, I'll oblige, but I prefer not to. But, uh, boy, just a heartbreaker. A Mariners game yesterday. I know... People around here, some just just gritting their teeth through the day. But we move on. We've had sports disappointments here before. We've all, if you follow sports, that's what it's all about. That's what I was telling my, my kids not long ago, I guess. If you're a sports fan, well, there are going to be more disappointments than there are going to be celebrations and happiness and I mean who knows that better than Mariners fans I guess having gone through 21 years without uh, even a visit to the postseason and to have such high hopes going into this series but it is just the first game of a five-game series talking about yesterday's game so we move along we got game two tomorrow and we'll see what happens this weekend but uh, things can still happen it's it's not a done deal just keep your Keep your hopes up. I mean, it, that's the thing. You know, football, one and you're done. You lose, you're out of the playoffs. In baseball, at least you, you have you still have life. You still have a chance. And uh, so, and I think the Mariners have a pretty darn good chance. So, uh, so if you want to talk baseball, we'll talk baseball. But um, as I said, anything goes. And speaking of baseball, I saw this really interesting little tidbit today. If I can find it. Um, a former Mariner, the big unit, Randy Johnson, now a photographer, a photographer for for NFL. I, I don't know who he works for, but he's an NFL photographer. And, um, of course, we had um, the former Packer, current Raider, Devontae Adams, who just unceremoniously shoved the, the – uh, I'm sure if you've, if you've paid any attention to sports at all, you've seen the video of him shoving the poor photographer down onto the ground at the end of the their disappointing loss uh, on um, Monday night. And um, now he faces the, the receiver. Devontae Adams faces a, a misdemeanor assault charge, apparently, because of uh, that little altercation. Uh, just... Uh, but Randy Johnson, uh, I, you got to think, he probably wouldn't be shoved down quite so easily. <laughs> so, I mean, Devontae was pretty big, and that the, the photographer, you know, uh, more slight. But uh, Randy Johnson, you got to think, there's a lot of, lot of photographer to push over there. But uh, that's pretty cool. And I, I'm a, a follower of a Facebook uh, page, um, What's Your Plan B? And it's a bunch of former journalists or people who worked in the media and talking about, um, well, just posting about the the industry and and the ups and downs and the ins and outs of the industry and 
And one said that, uh, yeah, you should have to start, uh, rather than starting at the NFL, Randy Johnson have to start uh, taking photographs at uh, poorly lit high school football stadiums and uh, like the rest of us. But that's not how it goes. You know, if you're a star uh, in one area, one arena, generally you yeah, kind of get the, the leg up into, uh, into your, next, um, <laughs> your next living, especially if it's media. Uh, I mean, I take it from me. I, uh, you know, one of the grunts that started at the bottom and just worked to work. And I'm not not crying about it because I'm I'm happy with where I've gotten in uh, in media. But uh, you know, there's it's just full of people who did something, became a, and especially in sports, you became a star in that arena. All of a sudden, then, well, you retire, you're automatically a star in media. So it's a little frustrating for those who have worked hard to get there without having uh, been a, a football or baseball or another star in uh, in their previous life. But um, yeah, I we talk a lot about, uh, and I'm a little surprised we talk about COVID still, but we'll be talking about it forever. But um, lots been said, and we talked a bit yesterday too about, uh, and the, the issue was brought up about doctors being silenced, doctors. Uh, being kept from expressing their their thoughts about whether whether it's the COVID vaccine that I I happened to catch the tail end of uh, of uh, Dennis Prager's program he's carrying on about that and how doctors were silenced from speaking out about these alternative treatments that um, well, conventional medicine says really has no effect on uh, COVID but um, you know and then I saw this article about uh, doctors, and it, I mean, it goes along the same line. So I'm just throwing this out here as a, an interesting uh, contrast to that. In some states, and this is on CNN Health, in some states, doctors weigh ruinous litigation against proper care for women who have miscarriages. And these uh, doctors say that they've been silenced by their organizations from speaking out about some bad outcomes or uh, that they've been unable to care for women who have come to them with issues, with health issues related to a pregnancy, and that they're squelched by these anti-abortion laws. So, I, I mean, what's good for the goose, good for the gander? Just throwing that out there. But uh, we want to hear from you, whatever's on your mind, and uh, well, let's get going. Let's start with... Uh, we got on the line. Well, let's start with uh, Rich in Ferndale today. Hey, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? I'm doing very well. Yeah, the same old subjects, which I guess we'll never get over. Abortion's been a hot one for, you know, 50 years. Yeah, and it's going to stay hot. <laughs> and it will, and whatever. No one's going to change anyone's mind, sadly. Uh, there was a news story, oh, three or four days ago, about the mayor of New York City declaring a state of emergency for the 17,000 what they call immigrants, what I call trespasser border people that were sent to New York City. And I thought, how funny. Uh, I Googled the population. There's 8.8 million people in the city of New York, and they can't handle 17,000 people over the course of, I don't know, a couple months. And yet somehow a million a year is okay to go other places in the country. But that benevolent, blue, wonderful city, the Big Apple, who is just, they just love all their programs and all their helping the, you know, housing projects and 
help poor people, and yet these people, they get a state of emergency over it. What about the fentanyl deaths? And I mean, it was just, I had to laugh when I heard that. 17,000 out of 8 million is just a nothing burger. Well, I think you, I would say you're portraying it uh, incorrectly in that they don't care about uh, other states or other areas that uh, have this burden. Well, and there's that, no that, news and story that, and there's no state of emergency, Joe. There, the state of emergency is in New York City, not other places. Well, I don't know. Right? I, th- I think I think Texas spending billions of dollars to send the uh, National Guard to the border and to to, to work on this, I, I would say that they've pretty much declared a state of emergency. And I, I said all along, I think that makes I think sense. the rest of the country should bear some of this burden, definitely. But Joe, I think you it has I to be done in a country. And yeah, sure. And it has to we, be. That's, we, that's who we are. We are but, the rest of the country. And it has to be done in a, in a, in a cooperative way, not a confrontational way. And, and I think the way well, it was way done it, in these cases yeah. was, was, was confrontational and was manipulative rather than being, hey, can you help us with this? And I think think, it was a very smart solution to bring light to a problem that's been covered up for decades. Why not bring it to the places that have, like they are sanctuary cities, right? If you're found to be uh, undocumented, they won't turn you into immigration in New York City. So that's a perfect place to send them. Yet all of a sudden now that's bad. But see, isn't that hypocrisy? But That's you have hypocrisy. To, but you have to understand that policy isn't simply to protect the the idea of that of those policies is to protect the entire community. That if people know that if they go to the police, for instance, for any kind of a whatever a crime to report a crime, and in, in a and and they are worried that the police just by I, I being get that. Inc- that's how they sell it and count well, but that's. That's the that's is the concern. That's a concern of law enforcement too. It's not just but the that, concern of law of political time, leaders. At the same time, they're enabling an illegal practice. They are thwarting the laws of immigration by doing that as well, for the greater safety of the community and whatever their reason. The side effect is they're supporting law, and we should do this in a legal manner. So why can't we do immigration legally? I mean, what happened to doing things by the book? I mean, we don't have a book anymore, or, and it's just so weird. Well, and it is a, and I'm not saying there's an easy, easy solution to it. And it is, it's something that's, it's, it's an issue that comes from the outside, obviously, and it's not something that's created internally. It can be controlled, though. But, it can totally be controlled, but we refuse to control it. All right. Well, we have I, border crossings. You tell them go through the border station. See that thing over there with all the people and the agents. That's where you go, and that's where they should go through. And if they can't go through there, then that the laws should be changed. You shouldn't. Uh, advocate for breaking laws because you don't like them. You should change the laws. All we right. should just let anyone in because, hey, they're refugees. <laughs> How many people out of the eight, no, six billion could be considered refugees? I mean, you just take them out their word anyway. No one's checking them on their story. Well, they Whatever don't. Whatever they say, they, it goes. It does, it does take a while. I mean, they do oh. eventually get a hearing, but it can take years. You're right. There. So there's, so. you have a second. I have another interesting thing I got in the mail I wanted to share with you. Real quick. Go ahead. So a uh, voter registration card. So in the beginning of the t- pandemic, we had some people from Canada that were in the process of legal immigration. They stayed with us in an RV for March, April, and May. And I know they're not legal citizens, but they do have the green card. So Washington State has reached out to them to register to vote. I read the card. I thought, wow, they don't check nothing. They have openly invited illegal aliens, not illegal aliens, green card holders, which is permanent resident but not citizen. You can't vote. So they could, I thought about, hmm. I should document this, I should fill it out, and I should get 
them registered to vote falsely, of course, that would be breaking law and illegal, but it would prove a great point that anyone here can vote, whether you're legal or not, because they don't check your status. They don't. The state does not check your legal citizenship at all, ever. They're up to you to sign the thing that says you're a citizen. That's how they... That's the qualifications. You just sign an affidavit saying you're a citizen, even if you aren't. Okay. Well, I don't it's know really all the rules about uh, about green card holders and uh, and um, permanent residents, legal residents. Permanent so. resident is here to be here, but you can't vote. You have to be a citizen to vote. And that to be a citizen is a long process. You can be permanent legal status, what they call the green card holder, and but you still can't vote. But you can do everything else. You can work and you pay taxes and all that. Very interesting, the process. Very lengthy. Right. That's why... Illegal immigration is so in the face of all the people who did it legally. And we have a lot of Canadians that live here with us that we know that have done it the legal way, and it takes forever, and it's expensive. So that's the whole frustrating thing about the southern borders, that they just do whatever they want, and there's no rules for them. They can just It's like cutting in line. But, they get to cut in line. They yeah, do. They just cut in line. I, I think if they had the opportunity to do it in a legal fashion, that they would. And uh, How do you know that, Joe? Have well, you asked I, any of them? I mean, that, that's an assumption that think, we don't really know. But you think they'd rather just break the law if they if they didn't have to? I it's cheaper it. and quicker, yes. They okay. don't even know right, the law. How rich. do you— they don't know the law. It's uh, just whatever. Okay, well, I want to get some other folks. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, give them a I'm chance sorry. before we have to take a break. Thanks, Rich. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's we got Jack and Everett. Hi, Jack. What's on your mind today? Hey, greetings from Snohomish County, where 26,000 more people voted than the population in the last election. But All right. when you're talking about Randy Johnson, Randy Johnson uh, freelanced as a, as a post hog, and as a matter of fact, uh, was a photographer that was on the payroll of Rush on their last tour. Oh. Uh, uh, their last tour before Pierce died. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and that's where he earned his chops. So it wasn't like a gift. He had done freelance work from the time that he was still in Major League Baseball all the way through that was paid. And uh, so he, he worked his way up. This is his second career, and he treats it as such. Well, I, I, I appreciate that, and I'm not ripping on the guy for doing it. You I were. think that's awesome. Okay, all right, you, all right. You, I, you did rip on him. Oh, I ripped on him, boy, big time. Yeah, no, I said that uh, That uh, people, and I, I guess like a Randy Johnson, I mean, if you're Rush and you're like, hey, who are we going to take along for our official photographer? Are we going to take you know, Joe Blow, or are we going to take Randy Johnson, the big unit? Um, I, you know, I think, you know, hey, let's get this celebrity. I'm just a cool guy to hang out with. I'm not faulting it. It's just, it's a reality. But we'll take a quick break. Be back with more here in just a moment. We got other folks on the line. We want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. AirTech Heating is a premier Linux dealer celebrating three decades of serving our community. They'll install the perfect system to keep you warm all winter long. As a premier Linux dealer, whether you need maintenance or a new furnace, heat pump, ductless heating system, or a new gas fireplace, you can always count on the experts at AirTech Heating to give you an honest estimate on the best system for your home. Call AirTech Heating today at 734-5010 and online at airtechheat.net. Are you on Medicare? 
Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. The Medicare annual enrollment period is underway. This is the time of year to review your Part D prescription drug plan or Medicare Advantage plan and make changes for January 1st. If you need assistance reviewing your plan options this year, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. There is never a fee for our service and our friendly agents will be happy to assist you. Hi, I'm Lorraine from Lorraine's Window Coverings. We offer our clients the best of both worlds, a store full of the latest affordable Graber products, including remote control options. And then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest. We're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online, and then just call. 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new... Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday. And Johnny Custer joins us. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, something I got in the mail today from Future Sound Energy. Okay. Um, it's not the first one, and I'm sure uh, you and everybody else uh, in your service zone gets these uh, efficiency reports where they compare your household to a uh, what they say is a 20% sampling of similar homes, and then they rate how efficient uh, your energy use is, hmm. has been. Have you seen that? Does, is, is that part of your regular bill, or...? Uh, it came as a separate mailing, okay. and uh, I noticed that it's probably about the third one I've gotten, so I don't know what their time frame is, <clears throat> um, you know, every few months, every couple of months. And uh, they, uh, what they tell me is I'm uh, 49% outside of my efficiency zone, and there's probably more information that they could put on this thing to make it easy to understand, but they show that uh, I used uh, 402 kilowatts in a month, and their efficiency zone for me is around 200 kilowatts. And uh, obviously some of my energy hog neighbors have used up to 752 kilowatts uh, with <laughs> what, what they consider a similar household. Uh-huh. So, uh, boy, I thought I was doing good. It even shows that I'm my usage has decreased 11% um, over last year. But uh just gets me to wondering. So at, at some point, um, I would think uh, as energy becomes a little more scarce in this state from, you know, following all the news about uh, shutting down everything that isn't considered climate-friendly, um, I'm wondering at some point, will I get a knock on the door or uh, an inspection saying, hey, uh, you need to unplug that TV and get some new windows and throw the air conditioner away? Uh, I'm just 
uh, concern knowing how, you know, the government likes to, uh, you know, get into our our lives ever more and more. You know, where's where's this where's this leading? Well, I I guess I hear you, but I I think you could use that as a as a way to help save your. But of course, you have to remember maybe maybe you've got a shop or other kind of a hobby or something that uses more energy, and I think I think they probably take that into consideration. Or I mean, it's not like these are the the energy police, and I guess that's what you're concerned about that that might eventually happen. You know, if you want to see uh, your meter. <laughs> I personally think that uh, knowing that our, our governor seems to be really in love with uh, how the state of California is run and, you know, he ran his presidential campaign as the, you know, the climate president. Um, so I wouldn't put it past him. I think we need to watch California real close because whatever's going to happen is going to happen there first. And uh, they've already had, you know, mandatory shutoffs in some parts of the country of your heat. And uh, so anyway, yeah, okay. I'm just keeping my eyes to this and uh, right. let's see where this goes. All right. Well, yeah, if you see anybody, any agents lurking outside your door, and I'm yeah, being facetious. Yeah, the energy, the energy but, police coming yeah, to exactly. down near you. <laughs> All right, okay. John. Bye. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. We'll stay in Custer. Go to Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Hey, Joe. You hear me? I can, yeah. Oh, right on. Um I know you're you pay attention to football mm-hmm. in the NFL and whatnot. And this last week, Troy Aikman got in trouble because of all these uh, uh, roughing the pass and passer calls. Yep. And Troy Aikman said, "Well, it's time to take the dresses off uh-huh. and that. go." But uh, and everybody got all over him for that. You know, he's a misogynist and this and that. I just want to let people know who aren't old enough to remember when they first started doing these protect the the quarterback rules back in the early 80s, late 70s, and whatnot. And, and in that day, the first rule they enacted was if he's in the grasp, the whistle blows, mm-hmm. he's down, right? Right. And, well, they interviewed Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker, Jack Lambert. He was a vicious, vicious linebacker. And he said, why don't we just put dresses on them? And that's where that comment from Troy Aikman came from. Okay. He was trying to crack a joke, and it didn't go over well. And and that's kind of where politics and everything bleeds over into sports. Can't we just let sports be sports? I mean, if the boys want to fight, just let them. Yeah. I mean, you know, they got to get it out somehow. Otherwise, we're going to have wars. That's just uh, human nature. I get what you're saying. I guess, uh, you know, but we've we've seen this over the years. And and sports figures, especially sports commentators, they put their foot in their mouths. You probably remember years ago, Howard Cosell referring to an NFL player in a you know in a racist term and and oh you know it's it uh there was another one that uh that I was thinking about but then and, and it's happened uh 
kind of time and time again. Yeah. But I mean, they don't generally don't lose their they don't lose their career for making because they're they're speaking off the cuff, and right. I think that has to be taken into consideration. I Troy Aikman wasn't thinking, "Hey, I'm just gonna I'm gonna rip on women here with this next comment. I'm loading right. it up." Can I uh, just have one, a couple more sentences here? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, well, back about that time, that's when, the, in those days, they called it the women's liberation mu- movement, and that's when the feminist action started getting going. And um, like right now, I'm 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 in love with the Southern woman, and my uh, my aunt Belle. She's from South Carolina. She came to stay with us right around that time in the early 80s and whatnot, and she stayed with us and took care of us kids for a while. And uh, she, her whole view on the thing was, why do we want equal rights? Why do we got to bring men up to us? (laughs) Right? You know? (laughs) And she says, any woman worth her salt can wrap any old man around her finger anytime she wants to. And gosh darn it, she was right. All right, Chuck. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. And we'll take a quick break. We got, uh, well, we'll hear from Randy, John, Ken, and you in just a few minutes as we return here on KGMI Connects. Anything's game here on our Open Ideas program, 360-676-5464. My name is Marcus Virta, and I manage a small business here in Whatcom County called Western Solar. Every day I see firsthand the impact good jobs have on the lives of people. Sharon Shoemake is an economist and a mom who brings practical, real-life experience to the state Senate. I became an economist to help people. Now I'm running for state Senate to fix our broken housing market, create jobs, lower taxes on working people, and build an economy that works for everyone. Paid for by People for Sharon, Democrat. It was a dark and stormy night. When morning arrived, the sun appeared and the birds were chirping, but so many leaves had fallen that you couldn't even see your lawn. So you raked, and you raked, and you raked some more, because you are an awesome homeowner. Then you leaned on your rake, admired your hard work, and asked yourself a very important question. What in the world am I going to do with all these leaves? You know you shouldn't dump them in a ditch, on the side of the road, or worse, in a creek, on the beach, or in the lake. Because yard waste is pollution. Improper disposal of leaves, grass clippings, and other debris is bad for water quality, can spread invasive plants, and clog storm drains and culverts, which causes flooding. Good news! You've got some simple options. Use a curbside pickup service, haul your waste to a disposal site, or properly compost at home. And then you can pat yourself on the back. Because you're not just an awesome homeowner, you're an awesome human. Learn more at whatcomcounty.us backslash yard waste. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday. 
week is flying by. And I've got to work mornings the next two days. Deanna is off, so uh, our friend Bill Davis will be filling in here on KGMI Connects on Thursday and Friday, tomorrow and on Friday. I'll be back on Monday. Let's go back to the phones. Randy in Bellingham joins us. Hi, Randy. Hey, Joe. I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, Rich was 100% right on what he was saying about this whole immigration thing and what's going on at the border. And, uh, you know, I'd like to add to that in that, you know, when these southern governors and, you know, Florida, Texas, and I don't know whether Louisiana was doing it also, but, uh, you know, sending these people north was the best. When I heard that, I thought that's the best idea that anybody ever came up with. And I was just going rah, 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 you know, because, you know, what happens is everybody's leaving it up to these border states to deal with these millions of people flowing across the border. And they, you know, it's easy when you're not right facing a situation like these northern states aren't confronted with it, uh, with those numbers and having to deal with it. And it's easy to say you're going to be a sanctuary city or you're going to, you know, you think that we should, you know, uh, take care of all these people across the border if you're not the one that's taking care of them, see? So what these governors said, well, fine, here, you deal with it. And it turns out, no, they don't want to deal with it. And like Rich said, it's just a small number of people, and they couldn't even deal with that. And and it's like uh, Canada. Canada, Canada, if they get 15 immigrants go across the border there, it's like national news. It gets on their national news. And they're very judgmental about our border policies. But, see, they really don't have to deal with it because if you want to get into Canada, they have very strict immigration rules. And, uh, you know, I just wanted well, to say that I, you know, I, understand I, I really that. agree we with have, these. With, well, we have pretty strict immigration rules, too. But the fact is that Canada doesn't have a border like we have where people are coming from these countries and have access to that border. I guess, and I hear what you're saying about, um, and but I, I guess I would say that these governors, if this is such a burden, I mean, what they did was really political grandstanding. I don't think that can be denied. I don't think they'd deny it. But if they really wanted to, if this was a sincere cry for help, and why didn't they first go to these states, say, can you help us? What can you do for us? Then if they're turned down, then say, okay, well, Within in two weeks, we're going to send these people. We're going to do it. Give them some warning rather than send these flights out of nowhere in the middle of the night to land there and say, OK, here are these people. They're getting off the airplane right there. And, and, and you've gotten there's no 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 reason you to get what I'm saying. I mean, let's do it in yeah, a cooperative that's the, that's way. The best part of it, though. I like that. I would have done the same thing. Okay. If the, if the northern states, if the oh, northern states were going to yeah. help them, they would have helped them beforehand, you know, and, well, and I, I think they. Standing. Yeah, yeah, I you can say that, but then, the, but those states have their own. We've got our own issues to deal with here in Washington. That and that and and we've got we've got immigrant populations here too, and not all of them are documented. And I think to say that they were just being ignored. I mean, our state's supposed to say, "Oh, poor Texas. Well, let, how can we help you?" I mean, if Texas says we need help, that's well, a whole different bag. And I don't know. I don't like the idea. What, what Texas and Arizona, what they're all saying is is do whatever needs to be done uh, to keep the people 
in Mexico until they're authorized to come in, you know, mm-hmm. and, well, and, and that's that, you know, and this is going to cost the Democrats these midterms and probably the next one after that. I mean, I'm not against the Democrats. Don't get that idea. But they keep doing these stupid things, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of good things that the Democrats can do for us, but they're not going to get to do it because they're going to lose the election. Because right. of this. All it's, right, it's Randy. Crazy. All right. I appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Ken and Custer. He's been hanging on. Hi, Ken. Hey, I'm going to go fast because I assume you're running out of time. Sanctuary. Okay. You want to be entertained? Watch the debate on UV Washington, whatever, uh, the, the Washington, where. Jay Inslee say, no, you can't be a sanctuary county against our gun laws. We passed them. You've got to follow the higher authorities or there's something wrong with you. And you do remember, I said, back when they started this, Abbott and those guys should start sending them to Washington so we can have abortion tourism. And anyway, okay. and the vote papers. Let me tell you, I am on uh, assistance and... No matter how many times I said, I don't need to register to vote, I'm already – they kept sending it. And if I didn't understand English well, I'd have been, like, threatened, like, if you don't do this, you won't get it. And, okay, just a personal thing. I know I'm even worse than normal today. Pro-choice, these people, I'm the only pro-choice. Really? Did you tell your governor they can't get between – a person in a bulldozer and their doctor? No, I, you're not pro-choice. You're pro-Jeff. Oh. I'm going to skip right to Jeff. Uh, All right. Boswell, <laughs> or, or excuse me, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Jimmy the Greek was the one that said something kind of stupid and racist. Uh, Jimmy the Greek but, did, yeah. Uh, he, he, what he but, he yeah, did he uh, did kind of get it. Yeah. The only thing, real fast. Uh, who'd you mention? The good, the famous dude. Uh, Howard Cosell? He got fired, basically, because one time he was just like, and, just, and he couldn't say Philadelphia. He tried like four times. It's like, dude, you're so drunk, you can't say the name of the city you're in. I don't remember that. Howard Cosell being drunk on the air? Come on. <laughs> All right, Ken. All right, I, want, I got other folks hanging on. I want to give them a chance, and I got to take a quick break. We'll be back in two minutes here on KGMI Connects. At Mount Baker Roofing, not only do they take pride in their work, but they pledge to complete your project quickly and with the quality and craftsmanship you require. Specializing in re-roofing, gutters, and new construction. Serving the community for more than 35 years, Mount Baker Roofing provides a labor warranty that exceeds industry standards and utilizes the high highest grade in local products such as ICO, manufactured in Sumas, Washington. Call them today at 733-0191 for a free estimate or visit online at mtbakerroofing.com. Are you on Medicare? Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. The Medicare annual enrollment period is underway. This is the time of year to review your Part D prescription drug plan or Medicare Advantage plan and make changes for January 1st. If you need assistance reviewing your plan options this year, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. There is never a fee for our service and our friendly agents will be happy to assist you. Hi, I'm Dan Johnson running for state representative. With increased crime, the cost of living, and students falling behind, our state is heading in the wrong direction. This November, you decide where we go from here. 
As your next state representative, I will fix these issues. Instead of defunding police and releasing dangerous criminals from prison, I will support law enforcement and give them back the tools they need to keep dangerous criminals off the street. Rather than add more taxes that increase the cost of living, I'll vote to cut property taxes, sales tax, and the gas tax. If you hear this and think, I could sure use a break right now, I'm right there with you because you won't get this from my opponent. My opponent works directly for Governor Jay Inslee. We can't afford another two years of more anti-police laws, higher gas taxes, and more fees that add to the cost of living. If you want something different out of Olympia, you need someone who will vote differently in Olympia. I'm Dan Johnson, and I would be honored to be your next state representative. Paid for by Vote Dan Johnson. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Well, I want to let you know that uh, we will air a candidate forum here on KGMI. Tomorrow evening, it's the Common Threads Forum. We'll have here uh, candidates from the 42nd District, State Senate, and the two state house races, and also uh, the U.S. uh, Congressional Race from the 2nd District. Those candidates will be there. And uh, that's from 6.30 to 9.30 tomorrow evening here on KGMI. It'll be live at uh, Meridian High School if you want to attend in person. And uh, let's go back to the phones. John in Ferndale joins us. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Yeah, your uh, uh, point about how how Texas uh, and Florida and, you know, uh, sending these refugees, people here legally, that that went through the border and claimed status. The thing is, it's the cruelty, Joe. They want to make us into this Christian nation. But where is the love of Christ? That's what I would like to know. I see a bunch of phony baloney Christians using their their faith and you know it it, it turned my stomach when uh when I heard Randy, who I really respected up until that, you know, laughing. At you know when they when they send they lie to these people right and they say oh yes you're you're going to have you know a place to live and a place to work and then the the the, the coordinated you know uh, Fox News reporter is sticking a microphone in the face of a four year old girl who's been on a bus for God knows how many hours you know it is like scrambling because she has to go to the bathroom she doesn't know what this gringo is saying whatever and it's just it's just like where is the love of christ oh no we we can use people look all you're saying and all any reasonable person is saying is coordinate this look spread the pain if 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 that's what it takes but give us a heads up so we can have stuff ready for them i mean in martha's vineyard in new york they're scrambling to provide services yeah, they show up in the middle of the night, and and, and I, I agree. I think that these we should be taking uh, some of this burden. Every every state should be helping out, absolutely, because it is a national issue. It's a federal issue, and and if these states, uh, but to send them in the middle of the night with no no advance warning, it's one thing to say, hey, you know, we need this help. Okay, you're not helping us. Well, we're going to send people on X, you know, such and such date. We're going to send these folks to you. So. Yeah. Hope you so, get get things ready for them because we want you to take good care of these folks and we we don't have the means to do it here or we're overwhelmed so we need the help and this is going to happen instead of just doing this in the middle of the night and so don't use I'd, people 
as a weapon. Or, yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of the idea. Thanks, John. Appreciate your thoughts. And I think the the irony here too is that the folks, at least, that were sent uh, from Florida up to Martha's Vineyard, these were people claiming refugee status from Venezuela, which is a country that we don't have relations with and that we vilified its its government and its leadership and we can't really send them back there and so they're they're really in in super limbo uh, and we've talked about over and over i mean our our government has said this that's an outlaw government there in venezuela that's uh, damaging its people so do we turn our back on those folks i just throwing that out there. Let's go to our friend John down near Big Lake. Not in Big Lake. Near Big yeah, Lake. <laughs> I, I'm not in the lake anymore. Okay. I'm nearby. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, I, I, I won the lottery. I got to hear the entertaining, always entertaining John from Ferndale. That's right. Uh, the thing is, uh, you know, he, he's brainwashed and gullible, but that's okay. That's his bag. But Trump lives rent-free in his head. It, it's just amazing. I don't think it can be denied. No. Okay, <laughs> n- next point. Okay. Um, the These so-called chemicals that they're calling a vaccine, the damn things are dangerous. Breast milk in lactating mothers, they're now finding, in addition to heart lesions in young men, they're finding the protein in that, in that uh, chemical, that so-called vaccine, in mother's milk, and they're passing it on to the children. And that should raise serious concerns and ire among everyone. That stupid chemical is not a vaccine. It doesn't prevent the disease. It doesn't prevent contagion. That's just the way it is. And early on, when there were already signs that there were alternatives, yesterday you were saying hydroxychloroquine and and, uh, ivermectin were worthless. No, no, no. That is the government doctors saying that in the states of western africa the countries they have an endemic problem there requiring the populace to take hydroxychloroquine regularly we can't go there unless we can prove with a medical certificate that we've taken a loading dose and we're obligated to take it if we stay longer than a certain number of days those countries those countries had the lowest incident of COVID on earth. So, and that's all the people did in those countries is take hydroxychloroquine. But they take it for that. That's an anti-malaria drug, if I recall correctly. No, it, and that's a, it, it, and that's a, not, and malaria is a problem there. And, not, and same not, with ivermectin, no, it's a para, anti-parasitic. It's not an antiviral. Ah, but it has antiviral properties but unless the, the the left knows what they know, and they don't want to know anymore. Okay. But well. ivermectin, I I have two personal friends, and they had a network to get ivermectin where it was available. Not in this state. I called my <clears throat> Virginia Mason. And they said, No, no, no. We we won't we won't prescribe that. But there were at least 150 people in this weird network that was formed, and they found out where to get it, and not one of them got COVID. Not one of them. So anyway, okay. a, a, enough of the non-vaccine. 
Okay. The, yesterday, you said that uh, it's a... <laughs> let me collect my thoughts for just sure. a moment. Okay. Um, y- yesterday, you, you were talking about how uh, Biden, uh, you know, the, the, the economy and so on. But Trump gave us peace in the world, in the world view. And, and practically, Biden produced war, and he destroyed the economy. And regarding the border, it took Trump two years to get things under control at the border. And Mexico knew damn good and well that they keep the people on the south end. They don't let them go through when Trump was in office. But it took Biden one day after he was elected or or installed, if you will, to completely destroy that. There was not this problem when Trump was in office. The well, border uh, immigration, was, no, it, it wasn't a problem. It, try, no problem at all. I mean, it was completely fixed. I, I don't no, know. No, I think no, that's no, kind no, of Pollyanna-ish. No, but but. He, 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 had, he had walls built miles and miles and miles. On the day Biden took office, he stopped construction and said, hey, come on in. That's what he. That's the message that these people got. All right, John. Okay. I, I, okay. One, one, one other uh, point. One, real, one other really point. fast, because I got other folks on the really line. Really fast. All right. Hurry up. No, 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 no. No matter what uh, uh, Randy Johnson has done in the past, uh, you know, working for Russia and so on, but it shocks people to know that Elton John performed at Russia's wedding, and boy, did that ever. Give him grief. Oh, okay. Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. Okay, but yeah. I think our caller was talking about Rush, the 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 rock band. Oh, oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But, but, okay, so yeah. I, I was in error there. But that's okay. Elton John, Rush was told that or he was called a, a racist and a bigot and so on. Uh, but Elton John performed at his wedding, oh. and they had a ball. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, John. I appreciate your call. It's always good to hear from you. Um, Well, how I can move those spots to a little bit later. Let's go to uh, Rod in Bellingham. Hi, Rod. Hey, Joe. I'll be real quick there. I just I wasn't even going to call, but then I heard you and uh, uh, the the fellow up north uh, talking there about the transportation of uh, you know the the immigrants migrating into this country through the southern border, and Uh I'm like, well, wait a minute now. I mean, because yeah, it sounds nice. I mean, it's good to let the people know to prepare for them and all that. Um, I know. I, I would agree with that. However, if I recall, in the very beginning of all this, uh, this administration, though you can't really point the finger, I mean, pinpoint it, but I think they were a bit responsible for those midnight flyovers into the various states throughout the country when they were dispersing these people. So... It really it didn't start with Texas, um, though. But those they were came if you, if you, in Texas. But I mean, the, the, the well, administration you, yeah, the, was doing if, this. Uh, I'm just whatever, <laughs> and I I I really don't have uh, that's not a huge issue for me. But if you do any any you know quick check of what those flights were, because I've heard this argument before, what those flights were, they were nothing like this. They weren't like oh we'll take some immigrants and 
send them off to this uh, this place secretly, and they land in the middle of the night. Nobody will know they're there until all of a sudden they're no. they're surprised they're here. No, it it's was more the, in your face now. But by, by and doing, large, they're, they're, these yeah. were these were uh, un, unaccompanied minors who were sent, and they were expected. They were some of these flights la- you know did go in the middle of the night just because that's when they were scheduled or the, the scheduling worked out, but. It wasn't that they were secret flights into these different airports or these different cities and that they they, they were expected. Yeah. They knew that the, wherever they were headed, folks there knew that they were coming and they were preparing for that. And in many cases, they were being repatriated with family or, or that, sponsors. You know what? I'm glad you brought sort of that thing. up, Joe, because that's something that is curious to me. What's that? Um, and there's a, I think there's a lot of blood on people's hands. With all these children that have migrated into this country, and they have lost them, and there's and they got these so-called sponsors, and let's not be naive. There are some sick individuals out there that are capitalizing on these on these children, these innocent souls, and that's something that I would love to to, to see the FBI. Um, get involved with, or if it's international, we could say, well, let's play around with the CIA. These guys know this, and there are sick individuals out there who are um, taking advantage of these children, and they're disappearing in this country. Hmm. And that I would love to see somebody get to the bottom of that one. Well, nobody can argue with uh, keeping uh, the children safe, that's for certain. All right, Rod. All right, take care, man. All right, have a good one. And uh, let's go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. What's on your mind today? Well, I watched uh, Fox News last night, uh, and uh, Cornell West, are you familiar with that name at all? Yeah, he's a former general, correct? Uh, Well, no. Oh, Oh, I'm thinking of Adam West, I think. Adam West. Not Adam. Well, no, Adam a, West was, was the not Batman. Adam. He was Batman. <laughs> Alan West. <laughs> Alan West. That's right. He that's was a uh, you know, congressman. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's black, and so is Cornell West. Well, right, just, right. Well, we're on the topic. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll invoke uh, Gore Vidal, who to sum up the racial issue. I think he summed it up best that race is nonsense. That we should treat each other because we're much more similar than we are different. And, and color skin and all that and different features of this is just used as a way to demonize people uh, oftentimes in war, you know, to mm-hmm. um, so you can hate them more. Uh, I've read things on that. But, uh, well, anyway, he was – this is typical of what Sean Hannity does. He had him on. He called him his friend. And Cornel West is pretty far to the left. He's like a Christian Marxist. He rarely gets on in the mainstream, so he was on. But Sean Hannity just kept asking him for grades, and so Cornel West, who's now he's got fired from uh, Harvard, and uh, so he was trying to get these issues through and have a discussion, you know. And it was difficult. He was trying to talk about child poverty, about greed, democracy in peril, uh, because you know what I brought up yesterday was the fact that Republicans will want to overturn elections if they can. Uh, it's pretty serious, and uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, Jay Inslee could veto it, which is good. Although there are contests, there are contests for Secretary of State. Uh, that sometimes the Secretary of State or uh, runs the elections and all that. Okay. So, 
Well, run a little uh, short of time here, Joe. Okay. Well, anyway, I was going to talk more, but it was a bad uh, thing that the right wing media did uh, uh, to Sean Hannity is a bully, and he didn't even get him a chance to talk. And that's what what why I've talked to you about a lot. Sometimes the left never gets a chance to really have any sort of debate. They're All rarely right. on these shows. Okay. And when well, they do get on, they get bullied. So thanks for letting me talk. You bet, Jim. And, uh, and that's what I want to do with this show is just give you a chance to talk regardless. And uh, doing my darndest to, to make that happen each and every day. Except for tomorrow and Friday when Bill will be in here doing that, hopefully. And uh, I'll be back on Monday. I've got to cover the morning news for the next couple of days. But thanks, everybody, for taking part in our program today. And as always, you're on KGMI Connects.